You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. Our expert guests help you to understand coronavirus disease 2019 and how you can manage your health, well-being and financial security during this time. You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. In this episode, we talk to a Discovery Foundation doctor who works on the front lines of the pandemic. They tell us how having a COVID-19 vaccine has brought hope for a better future, both for our doctors and for us all. Professor Moshabella, please could you introduce yourself to the future audience, introduce your name, surname, where you work and your, your sort of position. Thank you. Yes, my name is Mosa Mushabela. I am a professor of uh, public health at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Um, I've been until December 2020 the dean and head of school of nursing and public health at the University of KwaZulu-Natal. And I'm currently acting as the deputy vice chancellor for research. And Would you give us your sense of the experience of the COVID pandemic that you have had, both professionally and personally, how the pandemic has affected your work and your life? For me personally, the COVID-19 pandemic has really in many ways changed my life and professionally also uh, it has changed my, my career, even I suppose the trajectory of my career. And, and the reason for this is that um, right at the beginning of COVID-19, on the 3rd of uh, March 2020, even before we had our first case, I, I started, we launched a, a COVID-19 war room here at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, which I was a uh, project leader for. And uh, it was designed to basically find ways to reduce risk of uh, COVID-19 amongst our students and our staff, many of our people in there. College of Health Sciences um, are seeing patients, they are traveling the world and so forth. And uh, I personally in February, first week of February was in Singapore when they still had 12 cases then. And I witnessed firsthand when uh, Singapore basically moved from a level where they did not have any local transmission to a level where they had uh, local transmission and they began to shut down the city on the day that I was coming back. And I had to basically self-quarantine for two weeks. And I realized at that time how hard this is, this is going to be. And because of that experience, and when I started to take interest in COVID-19 and to find out who's doing what, I saw so many gaps. Um, and so I then proposed that we, 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 we establish a, COVID-19 war room in the university, which of course ended up supporting the province. So I've been busy. I've been busy from uh, end of February uh, up until now with COVID-19. Professor, are there any moments within your vivid experience of the pandemic that you would classify as highs or lows in the journey that you've just been through? The, the laws really have been kind of having to witness deaths. When, we, when we, we embarked on this whole process of preparing for, for the first wave, for example, um, one of the things that we kept saying to ourselves, you know, is that we hope that 
people are not going to die. We hope that we can keep the deaths low as possible. And as we saw what was going on around the world, we realized that it was coming to us. And there was this sense of agency. And then all of a sudden, you know, the first wave came and it was almost like, you know, there is nothing one can do anymore at that time. You just have to 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 embrace it. And and especially I think every time we recorded a, a death of a healthcare worker for me, that was probably the, the most painful. Um and uh, and and I, I thought that after the the first wave and that burnout that you know we can get it, we can understand, but the the way in the second wave, you know, there was just so much familiarity in the deaths that were happening. There were so many more deaths and it was almost like people you meet, everybody knows someone who has died. And um, that for me, I feel like it was, it was the lowest point, but I would say that the the deaths of healthcare workers really um, affected me the most. In terms of, in terms of highs, I, I, I would say that, you know, and, it is this sort of, it is this sort of uh, confidence in 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 the South African public to listen, engage with science in a way that, you know, I have not seen in in in, in this country before. Um, even with HIV/AIDS, I did not see this level of engagement with science in the public um, uh, sphere. And uh, which, which is also why it meant so much to me to be able to make the science accessible to people who do not have a scientific background, really just kind of simplifying the science with everyday examples for people to understand. And so for me, that's really like the most important part of the whole response that we have had in South Africa, the fact that we somehow managed to uh, in with all our problems in, in South Africa, we somehow managed to get so many people to understand what they need to do at a, in a in a relatively short period of time, and for people to actually engage in preventive measures. When we live in a world where we depend so much on on a curative system and biomedical solutions instead of uh, behavioral adaptation, and um, and people just really relying on the information that they have to, 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 to implement changes in their lives to protect themselves from, from infection. And I'm not saying that it was all rosy and, and, and easy, but when I stand back and look at it and, and, and try and make sense of it, I can only come back to the fact that most South Africans have really taken on the the, the fight to, to, to COVID-19 in, in many respects, whatever motivates them, but we have been able to do that. And that for me is the most satisfying part. Over. Thank you so much, Professor. It's fascinating to listen to you. I want to ask, where, what, uh, when are you placed to have the COVID-19, sorry, when are you scheduled to have your COVID-19 vaccine and what would having it mean to you? Yes, I, I am hoping to um, get a, a vaccination. Now, the reason I, I think that it's really important that we get vaccinated, that I get vaccinated, 
it's, it's because um, I, I have been, for the past year, I, I have lived with um, full knowledge that I, I was at risk of, of getting COVID-19. And I have not before monitored every single symptom that I, that I, 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 I felt um, every time I have a congestion or slight sore throat or slight headache or something. And the thought always comes that, you know, it could be COVID. And for, I, I, because of what I came to know in terms of what COVID could do, um, I, I didn't want COVID. I don't want to get COVID-19. And um, I've also heard people say things like, you know, why don't I just get it and get it over and done with, you know, I'm young, I will recover and things like that. And my view and my response to, to them is always that uh, there is something called long COVID. And uh, many people who have had COVID continue to have symptoms afterwards for a long time. And we don't know how bad those symptoms get. And even though you may have a mild infection, you can have symptoms for a long time. So I I don't want that either. And I really don't want that for anyone. So the first chance that I'm going to get to, to, to get vaccinated, I will use it. And, uh, and the reason is that it's going to reduce a lot of my anxiety once I know that um, I have um, immunity uh, against COVID-19. Uh, I will continue to follow precautions that I'm committed to doing, even when I'm vaccinated, especially given the fact that uh, many of the precautions we have to follow are beneficial for so many other things, even for flu. I mean, we showed last year that we cut down our flu um, season because of uh, precautions that were used for COVID-19. So I will continue to do that. And even hand hygiene, these are standard things that we need to do, and yes, we may not have been doing them properly before COVID-19, but we should certainly carry on with them. But I am looking forward to, you know, engaging socially with, with friends, with colleagues, with people in general, because the social fiber of our society in South Africa depends a lot on, on us coming together. The, the, the functioning of our society is, is, is driven very much from people coming together in different uh, sectors of society. Our economy depends a lot on people coming together. So I, I really want to get to that point where I can also freely enjoy spending time with people and, uh, and engaging with people um, without uh, you know, a lot of anxiety Thank you, Prof. Uh, I, I hope you get to that point sooner rather than later. That's, that's very much what we all wish for. And that leads me to my next question. We would love a message to the South African public. What would you like the South African public to know about COVID-19 vaccines and how they should think about them? Are they safe? Is it something that we should, we should look forward to having? When it comes to... Um COVID-19 vaccines, um, I, I, I am of the view that if anyone um, in South Africa can take the vaccine, they should take the vaccine. And here I'm basically recognizing that there are some people who 
uh, do not believe in vaccines and we should not impose vaccines on them. But that's a small minority of people in this, in this country. For most people, I really hope that uh, they get the opportunity to get the vaccine and they can take the vaccine. I actually feel bad that as a health worker, um, you know, I'm going to be getting a vaccine before people who have real risk factors than, than I do. I wish I could wait for other people who are older to get the vaccines even before I do. I'm, I'm hopeful that um, all of our all of, of our people in this country who are eligible will be able to get the vaccine because um, when, when, I, when people have to choose between COVID-19 or the risk even of COVID-19 and, and, and any problems they might encounter with uh, taking a vaccine, it is an obvious choice um, because the COVID-19 vaccines are safe. You know, there's been a lot of misinformation and uh, uh, for various, uh, because of various agendas. But I think in South Africa, we are now in a better place. People are really uh, listening to facts and a lot of the initial hesitancy around the vaccine has subsided to a large degree. But for anyone who still has concerns, um, I think that they should ask those questions and they've got every right for their questions to be answered. I, I really think that um, it's exciting that, the, that we are here at this point and every South African who can get the vaccine should, should get it. It's better than COVID-19. Uh, it is absolutely safe, especially the ones that we are going with. And uh, let's let's get back to some degree of normality. This podcast was brought to you by Discovery. Stay informed, stay healthy.